0: This episode of Eye to Eye is brought to you by Janique Locks. If you're looking to get started, there's no better place. She specializes in all kinds. Dreadlocks, micro locks, sister locks, lock extensions, instant locks, interlocking, and more. If you're in the 757, please don't hesitate to contact her. You can find her on Instagram, at Janique Locks. That's G-E-N-I-Q-U-E-L-O-C-S, Janique Locks. Or you can find her at her website, JaniqueLocks.com. Janique Locks, where locks are envied. All right, let's go ahead and start this podcast, man. Justice must have had one of those Taco Bell tacos.
1: Oh, that's why her room's getting progressively foggier. <laughs> <laughs>
2: this light, this light, can, do you see me eyeing my light? You know what I'm like? It keeps flickering. I think it's about to go out.
1: But it's not the light. Anyway, that awkward <laughs> pause you're going
2: to <laughs> oh, boy. Awkward pause gonna have to edit because I had to burp. I was ready too. And then boom. Oh, okay, it's the anyways. cheesy
1: foggerito is what that is.
0: Luke, I am your father
2: Hey seriously don't do that I, I that makes me think of Darth Vader and I am not
0: And I got to keep my word <laughs> thought I forgot, Devin?
1: No, I didn't. Um, I knew right away that you've been sitting on that since the last time that uh, Swing Gang was on <laughs> with us. And you promised to do the Darth Vader.
0: Yeah. And I've been waiting for it. And I said I was going to do it. And I did it.
1: What's upsetting <laughs> is she said, wow, that made me think of Darth Vader. Which it's kind of weird because it, it validates you. But at the same time, she also said Absolutely. it makes me think no. of... Like it's you're kind of bordering. Like it wasn't like an exact, it was kind of like, huh, that makes me think of, oh yeah, that Darth Vader guy. Like she still was just kind of in the neighborhood. It
0: wasn't No, 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 no. No, you're 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 trying to no game set match. Okay. Yes, the minute she said Darth Vader, I was vindicated. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of I to I, short for inspired to inspire the podcast. That is all about being open, honest, and real. Having conversations about life and faith. And as always, you know, we are willing to... <sighs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Boldly go where most folks ain't trying to. And my name is... Lou... No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm milking this for this word because I'm never going to be able to do it again. I finally pulled it off. Thank the Lord. Uh, yeah, my name is Jordan.
1: My name is Devin.
2: My name is Jay Money on the Track.
0: No, I'm just kidding. I'm Justice. <laughs> oh my gosh! Have mercy, hey, all these me aliases back. tonight. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> you got to come in swinging, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just Justice, gotta gotta come in. Gotta come in. Anyway, we're glad to have you guys rocking with us, man. And on this episode, uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun, and uh, we're getting uh, we're, we're doing our first mailbag off the Facebook page, so I'm kind of excited about that. But uh Devin, how are you doing, sir?
1: Oh you know, you ask me this every week and every week I'm like, Oh yeah, he's going to ask me that. Um, doing good. Same old, same old. Um, you know, we, uh, purchased a, uh, a new house. My parents are moving back here. We're all going to live in a giant commune, um, like old Testament Christians or whatever. I guess there weren't old Testament Christians cause that say, term didn't so exist that. yet, but you know what I'm saying?
0: Um, We're on Acts chapter two right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I know. So, uh, doing a lot of, uh, renovations and demolition as much as I can do. So, uh, you know, late nights, sore body, but uh, that's okay. That's all right. There's caffeine and Advil. So other than that, I'm doing good.
0: Yeah, man. I'm trying to get you on the Excedrin generation. By the way, y'all, that house is freaking ridiculous. And I love the fact that your study slash podcast room looks like masterpiece theater. <laughs> yes. I'm
1: going to have like to borrow bro. some of your ascots.
0: <laughs> yeah, I only got two. Okay. Yeah, you can definitely hold on to that for sure. For sure. <laughs> that way, yo, justice was good. What me where. mean? We're, look, you, you're fantastic, bro. I'm you're finally good. back, bro.
2: I am. It's so good to it's be so back. Crazy, I know man. the people probably missed me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I missed being on. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, Yeah. A lot has been going on in my world, too. Uh, still in school. Uh, but I actually just officially became a homeowner myself. What? Yeah. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, so there was a lot going on with that. Uh, but, yeah, super grateful. Um, and I'm excited that the weather has... I think it's supposed to be 70 for the rest of the week. Oh. Um, God willing. But also... It kind of sucks because then it's like a tease because I think it's supposed to drop back down next week. But
0: oh yeah, it's going to snow on like Sunday. For yeah, sure,
2: yeah. but yeah. I'm going to enjoy the nice weather while we can because I'm definitely ready for spring, summertime.
1: You know, I feel Just- like we get a couple of those days every winter where we get like, you know, three day windows of like a tease like once a month. And I feel like we haven't had any this year. So I'm more than happy to get teased for three days because I'm going to try... To hit a little white ball around on Friday if I can. We'll see.
2: Yeah, Well, and it's been raining a lot. Oh, my gosh. So the fact that the sun is shining is just a blessing in itself. Mm-hmm. So not complaining, but just wanting it to stay <laughs> good weather for more than three days. But like yeah. you said, I'll take the three days. Take
0: what we can get.
2: Yeah. I definitely
0: sorry. take it. And in, 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 in addition to the fact that it's spring forward this weekend. So I'm really ain't happy about that either. But that's true. Eh, you know, this is VA though. So it's going to be 70, and it'll probably still snow later on that night. Anyway. Yeah.
1: Now. Yeah. Spring forward really doesn't mean anything to me. Um, I lose an hour of sleep every day because um, my children wake up with the roosters. So it doesn't really matter. <laughs> It's awful <laughs> Does it make so. a
2: difference for you?
1: No, no, in fact, it'll be like 7.30 And they'll still manage to be like, oh, we need to get up at 6.30 And it'll be 5.30, it's just going to be a hot mess It doesn't really matter, it's just going to be awful So oh,
0: That's that's good to know Yeah, mm-hmm. That's really good to know So mm-hmm. yeah, when well, Legend does his concert series uh, Make sure you go and get your ticket uh, So you can get some counseling
1: uh, Yeah, I, I need I need a lot of counseling <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I mean, they're going to ask you, you're probably going to say something about your kids and they're going to leave you like, I'm sorry.
1: That's fine. I mean, if I can get like a whole punch card and get like 10th counseling session for free, it it would really be helpful.
0: (laughs) We'll work that out. Work that out. Anyway, like I said, folks, uh, really excited because we are doing our first ever mailbag from the FB group. Really, really excited about that. Uh, This first one, and just so y'all know, my allergies is trying to kick in. So it sounds like my voice is trying to go, but... Or whatever we're here, <clears throat> um, there you go. That was a professional throat clear, <laughs> <laughs> those, <laughs> those Love, don't exist. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you're right, but I'm, I'm going with it though. So, there's that. Uh, so tonight, uh, we actually have some questions, and and Justice is going to be the moderator, she, she's going to give her a little wisdom inside as well for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and it kind of rolls off the heels of the, the little bonus that we did where Justice and I got it 92. On a, on, a, on a project, I and I, I really was kind of thrown off by that. It should have at least been a 97, but we're not going to go there. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to continue a conversation <laughs> on leadership, but there were some very specific questions that came from uh, the group, and so we're really excited to kind of dig into those. So uh, we, I think it was like about five questions. We'll do our best to go through these very, very, very thoroughly, and big shots to Tyrone for, for putting these out there. Uh, but, yeah, Justin, if you want to go and kick us off, feel free to do that.
2: Yeah, sure. So, first question on um, on the list is what's the definition of leadership? And I actually had to write a final paper, so I just kind of wanted to uh, put what I had written in my paper. Um, so it, it got a ninety two, right? No. Oh, not okay. on this paper. It was it's a separate paper. Oh, I was
1: just letting people know that that Justice is going to give us an A minus definition. So,
2: (laughs) I am highly offended.
0: (laughs) Josh, you've been away for a while. I know. I have been. I know. I got to pick on you a little.
2: You had to get that job in, Devin. You just had to get that job in. I I understand. (laughs)
0: i ain't gonna lie that was an alley bro that was good that was good good. good. okay last one let's go let's go anyway sorry uh
2: no so i actually gave the google definition and the google definition is the action of leading a group of people or an organization but then i also found another definition of leadership in an article that i read and i actually really liked this definition and it says Leadership is the art of motivating a group of people to act toward achieving a common goal. And I believe that really is the heart of leadership, is motivating a group of people and leading by example. Um, Just to kind of give a little bit of my background, uh, I was a three-time captain in high school, three-time college captain. Uh, I played basketball. and. I really took pride in being the best leader possible for my team. And that's one thing that I always strive to do was motivate my teammates and lead by example. I was the first one in the gym, the last one to leave. I wanted people to see the work ethic and the time and the sacrifice. I think good leaders show that. There's other th- other qualities, obviously, that leaders um I believe, have to demonstrate and show. Uh, but I just love that definition and kind of wanted just to segue that as kind of my definition of leadership, I guess. Well, what I agree the definition of leadership is.
1: There's not a whole lot that I can add to that. That's a pretty spot on definition that I would say too. The only thing that I would include there is I think that um, really great leaders understand the best way, to get through and communicate with the people that they're leading. So I think about somebody like uh, a Phil Jackson, you know, the reason why he was such an incredible coach is because he could be tough on the guys who he knew needed to, you know, get that kind of tough love. He could be easy on the guys who knew that, you know, being softer on them would motivate them. He could, you know, he kind of had all these different gears and understood how to get through to guys, understanding that there's not just one way to motivate people. I think sometimes Leaders, especially people who've had some success with kind of one way of doing things, will fall prey into just sticking with that. So you know, well, I yelled at you know my team in 2015, and we won the championship. So I'm just going to yell at the next team. And it's like, well that that doesn't always <laughs> that doesn't always work. You have to adjust, and you really have to find ways that is going to motivate people on an individual level. I think that uh, definitely that leading a group of people toward a common vision, but getting the most out of those people is going to be what gets you there successfully.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um, You know, we do our our traditional redefining here sometimes. And so I definitely want to do that in this moment because I take a look at leadership and in our current context, I feel like there are certain things that everybody thinks is necessary and mandatory. Um, But I'm going to phrase it real quick and just say it in a word. Uh, The definition of leadership is necessary. Um, There there are too many people that are kind of lost in the moment right now, uh, and they're probably trying to find their way. And um, I want to kind of lean into the next question in a bit. I'm not going to do it, but you know, I just think that right now, especially uh, when I'm looking at at leadership, I feel like there are characteristics that need to define a leader, not just the definition itself. And they're not really characteristics that people would really think about anymore. Um, I think about Vulnerable. I think about um, trusting. I think about following, you know, sociologically um, leaders are not inclinated to seem weak at any given moment anymore in society. Um, and that's a problem, because if you can show yourself to be this complete person, not lacking anything, uh, then that doesn't make you a leader, in my opinion, that makes you a deity. And that's the problem with society right now. So many people are deifying individuals because they seem like they have zero flaws. But the minute you figure out that person is flawed, you either do one of two things in our society. Either you uh, ditch the entire process of their school of thought altogether, even though there might be some real good things to hold on to, um, or uh, you buy into their flaws and you become a part of that. And, you know, it's just, it's something that is really kind of embittered Uh, the nation and and really kind of sent us on this downward spiral, especially 2020 being a real big example of that. So I'll start there.
2: Yeah, all of that is so good. And I really agree with you, Devin. And what you said is, um, you have to really understand who you are leading because everyone has different personality types. Everybody, uh, Takes criticism in different ways or feedback in different ways. And so you really have to understand who the person is you are leading and be able to address those issues in an appropriate way and to be able to decipher that. Again, like that takes a good leader to be able to do that. I remember uh in my younger years <laughs> in high school. <laughs> Throw a jab in there.
0: I had uh, to get my one in, so yeah. When
2: when I first became a captain, that's something that I had to learn really quickly. Is that I'm such a go getter, you know? Like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? You know, like, why are you walking on my floor? But I had to learn that everybody doesn't respond to just rah 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 rah, you know. And I remember my coach pulled me into his office and said, "Justice." You've got to learn to be able to take certain players. Maybe you pull them aside and you put your arm around them and say, hey, you did this good, but you can't walk on the floor, man. you got to hustle back. So there's different ways in which you approach certain people. So I love what you said there. But we can definitely segue into the second question because I kind of think they go hand in hand. Um, It says... Who slash what determines what a good leader is? And I think we've kind of already talked about some qualities that um, could determine what a good leader is. Uh, But one thing that I wanted to say is that I think it takes you making a personal decision daily to do the inner work to become the best leader that you can be for your family, for your community, um, or in your workplace. Um, I wanted to quote from, I think you pronounce her name Tanvi Latwala, and it's and she said. All of us are born leaders. We all have leadership qualities ingrained. All that we need is polishing them up and bringing them to the forefront. It is an ongoing process to develop ourselves as a leader, but unless we take on the leadership challenges presented to us on a daily basis, we cannot become better at it. And I agree with that to a certain extent. Uh, I do think that all of us in some form or fashion have leadership qualities. We just have to tap into that. And everybody is going to lead differently, you know, but also think that, you know, being a good leader means leading with love, leading with grace, leading with understanding, but also being able to uh, push people to be the best that they can be and bringing bringing forth their strengths, capitalizing on other people's strengths and and allowing them to be confident in who they are.
1: Yeah, I think when you say the question is who or what, I think it's who and what. So I think both things matter. So the what would be the results, right? So results ultimately will determine the quote unquote success of a leader. But the who I think determines the quality and the who would be the people who are actually following said leader. And if those people feel like they are better people for having followed this person or have improved or have been a part of something or have found their purpose, that's when you know that a leader is, is a great leader. Um, I think that expectations are super important. I think too often leaders don't define clear expectations and then you have people kind of guessing. So I think expectations really matter. Um, I also think that uh, humility really matters kind of to Kind of partner up with what Jordan was saying about vulnerability. I think you know humility and vulnerability kind of go hand in hand. I think too often, yeah, leaders want to appear to be super tough, <laughs> you know, and and super successful. And uh, at the end of the day, there's a there's a book written by a guy named uh, Simon Sinek who is a uh, he's like a leadership guru type guy. He did a TED talk before. He's got some uh, some good insight. He wrote a book that's called uh, Leaders Eat Last. Um, which, you know, basically a synopsis is you can tell by the title, like leadership is not about you doing something for your own personal gain. Uh, you need to make sure that the people that you're leading are taken care of, that they're developing, that they're empowered. And at the end of the day, to me, I've always told people that if, if you're a really good leader, it means the people that you have brought up behind you or that you have led will be even better than you are. And that requires humility as well as good leadership.
0: Yeah, um, I think I'm going to take another slight bend because uh, I feel like that's necessary. I like what Justice said initially, um, especially talking about self-leadership. If we're, if we're thinking about who and what uh, determines what a good, and it was funny because it's good in quotes. So I feel like they were they were probably taking a couple of slight shots there, but it, 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 it's cool because, uh, you know, we're talking about leadership. And I'm sure we're going to end up addressing certain leaders uh, <laughs> as we have this conversation. Um, but you know, I would say, um, especially pertaining to the understanding of self-leadership, um, I, I would take a slight bend off of a book from an individual by the name of Leonard Sweet, and he wrote a book called uh, Summoned to Lead. And I really love this thought process. It basically says this, leaders aren't born, which is kind of antithetical to what Justice said, but you've got to kind of flow through the rest of it, though. Leaders aren't born. Leaders aren't called. Uh, leaders are summoned. And so I, I really do feel like that holds a lot of weight in the process of the conversation of what develops a leader. Um, leaders have to respond to being summoned. Either you do or you don't. Um, and if you don't, then clearly that is not a season of leadership for you. Uh, but if you do, uh, it doesn't matter if you have the skill sets for it, uh, it doesn't matter if you were, quote unquote, raised up for it. Um, there are times in life where people need leaders in certain situations, and somebody just happens to fill that role. Um, And, you know, it kind of flows with the understanding of of the saying, God doesn't, um, you know, call the equipped, he equips the called. You know, that's one of the things that kind of made the most sense for me, because I think about different seasons of leadership that I've been in, you know, preparing myself to be a professor, preparing myself to be in any type of ministerial position, preparing myself to, to run a homeless shelter, which I have never done in my entire life. It is very difficult. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, it, it's still happening. And, and to God be the glory for it. But, you know, it's just one of those things where you really have to dig in and recognize that uh, either you respond to the call or you don't. And so I think that's something that's really, really important. Uh, and, but then to that extent also, though, uh, I did want to say real quick um, that concerning that, that whole bend and that, and that self-leadership piece, you know, it, it, it begs the question also, what's your passion? Because I guarantee you, if you can develop a passion or a why behind a what, then that is something that you're geared toward in leadership as well. Um, you know, I think about all the things that ground my gears. And, you know, Justice and I, we even had that conversation, you know. And I, I see myself in leadership addressing all of those things right now and probably more um, as, as, as time goes on. So I think that those are the two things, you know, the who would definitely be yourself. Um, And the what would definitely be those things that drive you forward. I think that's definitely uh, something that we should um, continue to look at here.
2: Yeah, that's good. I'm going to segue us into the next question. And I'm going to let you guys answer this one first. And then I'll chime in at the end. The third question is, should leaders be held to a higher standard?
0: Yes.
1: Yeah, that's easy. We can move on. No. <laughs>
0: uh, dear God. Devin, you want this one first?
1: Uh, sure. Um, yeah, I mean, bottom line is that's that's biblical. It talks about leadership being worthy of double honor, but it also is now double responsibility. I think uh, in Titus uh, 1, it, if I recall, it's it's something to the effect of that if you are one of God's stewards or one of their leaders, that you must be above reproach. Um, that you you can't be arrogant. You can't be uh, you know, angry. You can't have a temper. You can't be greedy. Uh, all of those things are accountability issues. And we find way too often in our society and in our world that leadership gets to a point where they develop so much power and influence that they seem like they can kind of get away with more than the people who aren't in leadership, which is flat out not biblical. And yet we see it every day. And unfortunately, we even see it in churches and in communities and groups that would claim to be, you know, Christ following. And if you're a Christ follower, you should always be willing to be honest about your shortcomings, be willing to take responsibility and be willing to take on any sort of repercussions that come from, you know, poor mistakes that you make. And then through that process, you get to, you know, restore yourself and reconcile things and you'll only be stronger because of it. That's the, the beauty of following, uh, you know, the wisdom of God. And so yes, flat out leaders should absolutely be held accountable, uh, more so than anybody else because going into it, we mentioned expectations. Leaders should have that expectation that you should be held more accountable than anybody else.
0: Yeah. I'm going to keep this real simple and I'll be real brief. If you can't hold yourself to any standard of accountability, you're not a leader. You know, one of the things that I I know about uh, the Bible, um, especially in the Old Testament, was with the appointment of certain individuals, even if they were put in leadership positions and had leadership tasks, if they didn't cut it, they got cut off. You know, it's it's the difference between Saul and and David. You know, Saul, he was in that appointed position of leadership, but then he he wouldn't hold himself accountable to God for crying out loud. And look what happened, it, it got taken away, you know, and but but David, the repeat offender, <laughs> the one we could look at and be like, dang, Playboy, like for real, what's what's going on with you, my guy? Uh, you know, he found himself on his knees repeatedly. You know, the songs that we can read, I think I can't even think it's like one one thirty-eight or something like that, is the one that he wrote directly after he realized that he was doing Netflix and Chill and Kill. You know what I'm saying? Like the uh, Created me a clean heart, oh God, and renew the rights, and renew a right spirit within me. Like that comes from someone really wanting to be accountable. And yeah, there was still penalty for that, but we got to remember that he still is responsible for the longest running dynasty in the history of man. That supernaturally attaching it to Jesus, it still runs to this day. So we have to, you know, keep a mindset of understanding that accountability actually, it, it moves you beyond the threshold of what I would just call or consider mundane leadership. And that's just being regularly accountable to be super accountable for me, I think is to be a much better leader. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, yeah, we got to draw a line in the sand, folks. I, I'm, I'm not sorry about that. The minute that I see that you do not want to be held accountable or not, even now take it even a step further. The minute that you decide you don't want to be accountable to yourself, if you can't be accountable for you, that you're not going to be accountable for anybody else. And if you can't do that, then you don't have the right to lead anybody. I'm sorry, period, the end.
2: So good. So good. To add to that, I would say, I also think, I know, I wish y'all could see my hands right now because I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) downboarded, like, yes! Amen. Amen. (laughs) Uh, But I think something else that goes with accountability is (laughs) leaders have to be able to discern who they're accountable to. So, yes, you have to be accountable for yourself. But I also think this goes hand in hand hand with vulnerability. You have to know who and what you can be vulnerable about and to whom. And being able to have the wisdom to have certain people in place that you're uh, accountable to who will um, lead you in the right direction and be able to... um, guide you and whatever it is that you know you're struggling with or you're dealing with and also as a christian you know being able to kind of you know going off of what you said jordan is being able to repent you know uh for the things that you know as a leader you may be walking through or challenges that you may be facing and you know understanding that as a leader you're not going to be perfect either right
0: come you come know on. there's
2: there's grace for you too you -hmm. So, you know, I think sometimes too leaders can, yes, have expectation, but then they have too much expectation that they have to be perfect. And it's not about reaching perfection, but rather pursuing excellence and leadership. So you are the best person um, for not only you, but in leading others. Because I agree, if you can't lead yourself, then how are you going to be able to lead other people? Uh, so I think that, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of where I wanted to go with that as far as the vulnerability and accountability point. That
1: of it. is an A-plus addition.
0: That gave her A-plus.
1: Uh, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think too often guys who become leaders, are, or and when I say guys, I mean the empirical guys. I don't mean just just men. Um, yeah. I'm not going to be a petty Eddie about that. Um, yeah, we'll get there. A little foreshadowing we'll for you. Um, mm-hmm. no, I, I believe that anybody who becomes a leader too often, they get to the top of the mountain and they're looking around they're like, well, I'm on top now. No one gets to tell me what to do. I've got it all figured out. And I, I think one of the traits that's very important that you really just touched on is that in order to. Properly lead people who are submitting to you, you yourself must understand how to submit. And, and that, yeah. that is not just about to God, because that again is also not biblical. You should be submitting to your brothers and sisters. And like, even when you talk about the highest position in the land, if you talk about, you know, uh, generals in the army or the president of the United States, you are accountable to then the people that you're leading. So you might not have a leader who's a, a quote unquote peer or is over you as far as your decision making, but you still have to submit to the people who have put you in that position.
0: Hey, what's good? Eye to Eye fam. This is Jordan. Yo, I wanted to tell y'all about a new deal the podcast is doing. Welcome to the all new Scan In fb podcast community that's right we're on facebook y'all and we're giving you the opportunity to get up close and personal with dev the team and me you'll have a potential say on topics and content with our brand new mailbag opportunities to connect and do a one-on-one with the team also fb live very special nah you didn't go there episodes with exclusive content That's right. It's only for people in the community. There'll be chances to win prizes, connect with others in the scanning community and so much more. All you got to do is go to Facebook, hit the search tab and type in I dash the number two dash I colon. I know we're still doing the most, but what can you do? I dash two dash I -I 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 colon the scanning a podcast community and follow the details. Be an even bigger part of what it means to boldly go but most folks ain't trying to just our way of saying thanks and let's get next level. Join us, become a part of the community, y'all. Scan in. Peace. Yeah, exactly. And that's one of the pieces that I think um, we don't, really take a look at when we consider Jesus as a leader because Jesus was supposed to be the key leader. Well, you know, there, there's a phrase that we have in our society today that I don't see anybody using anymore and it's public servant. And it's funny because you know who a public servant is more often than not, it's an elected official. Yes. And so if we have these elected officials that are supposed to be public servants, then they should be taking care of the people. The people should be the first thing that they're actually addressing. And in most cases, unfortunately, I don't care what, you, your, what, what your views are. I don't care if you're a lefty or a righty or whatever the heck they call them. You know, none of them folks really have the, the people first. I mean, some of them do, I'm sorry, let me not say none of them. <laughs> um, yeah, but there are few uh, select folks that, you know, you, no matter who you voted for, um, uh, have a, a bit of a, a tainted spectrum and it, it, it bends toward themselves, and it doesn't bend toward anybody else. So yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%, for sure, yep. for sure. And I love the fact that Justice used that to set up the, the next question as well, uh, so. Yeah, yeah, I was I with said, that. It, I'm like,
2: okay. That
0: really A plus right there, like, <laughs> A plus.
2: So the next question is, do we expect, in parentheses, end quote, morally too much from our leaders?
0: I know how Devin feels about this in this season.
1: (laughs) Uh Yeah, I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, And let me go ahead and get to them, I guess. Uh, No, actually, to me, what I think, when we're talking about morally, you know, there's worldly morals and there's godly morals. And and at the end Uh of the day, they're actually pretty darn close. You know, the world doesn't think you should kill, steal, lie, be greedy, be lustful. Like, the world doesn't believe that either. There's a few nuanced areas, you know, that, that are defined differently from people who are quote unquote religious or, or Christians as opposed to the world. But for the most part, morals are, are, they line up pretty equally. I think where we get a real stumbling block is that we find leaders preaching morality <laughs> far too much. And what happens is then when they stumble, it's just outright hypocrisy. So they're the ones setting themselves up for this moral accountability more often than not by telling everyone all the stuff you shouldn't be doing and then they themselves do it. And That I think is the, the biggest problem that we see.
2: Yes, I, I do agree with that. And I would say also, how do I want to say this? Keep it moral. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Again, we have to give leaders grace too. Oh, absolutely. And I think that so many times we're looking at certain people and just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of, you know, a pastor we look at them and we're like, oh my gosh, we can't believe that they did that. And it's like, okay, they're human too. You know, yes, they shouldn't have done that. Yes, they're leading people. Uh, but they're they're human too. And and they sin and they fall short. Uh, but again, I agree with you, Devin. I think that when you have somebody who's preaching that and teaching that and maybe drilling that so much. And then you find out that they're doing it. It's like, okay, wait, were you teaching that to like cover up your own sin?
0: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, there's a proverb. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, sorry.
2: I was going to say like, but also on, on the flip side of that as well is, you know, and again, I'm just going based off of people who are preaching the gospel or whatever, but You know, they are trying to lead people to follow. um, Now, some people don't do it. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. But (laughs) um, I think that, you know, they're trying to lead people in the right direction of like, okay, this is what the Bible says. This is what, you know, how we're supposed to live and whatever. But again, just honing in on it so much that you're like, wait, what? And then we, as people who are, quote unquote, following them, are not giving them the grace to be like, well, dang, they messed up too. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, God's grace is unlimited. Unfortunately, man's grace is often followed by grace given. Um, so, uh, <laughs> and, and I don't want to say that that's okay, because okay. it's, it's not, but- what I tend to find, I was in. Uh, I'm taking a, a class right now, Race in America, at Wave Leadership College, and we were talking about this, and kind of, you know, someone's saying, "Well, is is the church being attacked, or you know, why do why do people dislike Christians or dislike the church?" And I said, "Well, it's kind of a problem the church itself has created. Um, there's nothing in the Bible that tells us to judge the sins of the world. There's nothing in the Bible that tells us." Hey, all those people outside the church, you should be attacking them for not following your morals. Uh, that doesn't exist. So when you constantly do this as a church and you constantly attack people who are homosexual or people who've had abortions or people who, you know, don't follow the same rules that you follow, then you get, you know, you're basically the the Pikachu meme, you know, that open mouth, wh- what, like coming back at you when you're not acting moral, like no way. that's on you. Like you're creating this own mess. If instead we acted the way the Bible tells us to and behave the way God calls us to those issues, we would be above reproach because we're constantly being open and honest about our failings as humans. And yet fully submitting to the grace that, that Jesus has given us and given to everyone, whether they're Christians or not. <laughs>
0: This is going to sound out of left field, but this is why I agree with you. Uh, this is one of the things that I've been harping on for years. There's a book uh, by a gentleman named Robert, I'm pretty sure it's C. There's like a Robert W. or Robert C., it doesn't matter. Robert Fuller is his name, sociologist. He, he wrote a book called Somebodies and Nobodies, Overcoming the Abuse of Frankism. And it was like one of my favorite books to read. Uh, and the bottom line of the book was everyone has a gift or something that is unique about them that no one else has. Um, and that makes you superior when it comes to that skill set. Nonetheless, though, there is someone else who does something a lot better than you that you're going to need one day. And you cannot justify your superiority over that individual because you're superior in one thing, and they're not. Because one day when you need them, if you don't sit up there and trash them the entire time, are they going to want to help you? No. My my, my point to that is, though, uh, and this is where I can get myself in trouble and I have no problem uh, saying it, though, because I know plenty of pastors or Christian leaders. There are many of them. And this is this doesn't just have to be. We're just talking about leadership. We're not even talking about ministerial leadership necessarily. Uh, But okay, fine. Everybody. There are leaders that I know have some inferiority complexes or insecurities or inadequacies and they do their best to mask them by overlording their skill sets around the people that they're with, including in leadership of. So you have people who are pastor, and they have their flock, and their flock are oohing and eye ah on what the pastor can do. All the while, the pastor's not telling them what they can't do. And again, this goes back to, the, it's beating a dead horse, but it's that whole deification piece, because people have to put on these masks to show these, these strong fronts. they got to be full flex. You know what I'm saying? But as far as I'm concerned, and yeah, this is for all my millennials and Gen Zers out there, full flex is all cap. Full flex is a flat out lie. The minute I see somebody who looks like he can do it all, you know, I'm talking about jack of all trades, master of of none, um, you know, that that stuff, it don't sit well with me. And it officially doesn't fly with me because those are the pastors that we've seen, those are the leaders that we've seen over the past two or three years that everybody was like, oh, this person is just so amazing. Oh, this person is just so great. And now some of them are no longer in ministry. And now some of them have lost their jobs. Some of them have lost their coaching positions. Ooh, who was it, Les Miles the other day? Let's have that conversation. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where we have to be aware of ourselves. The self-aware wolves, as Devin loves to say, uh, those individuals who just think that they got it all. You know, the Bible says, take heed lest ye fall. It says that for a reason. So I'm going to shut up because I'm talking too much.
2: Yeah, I think, like, just from hearing everyone talk, kind of what I'm concluding in my head is that I think we expect leaders to be perfect. It's not necessarily do we expect morally too much from our our leaders. I think sometimes too often we just expect them to be perfect too often. Like, and I think that just goes back to, again, leaders are going to mess up and they have to have accountability in those areas. I'm not saying that, you know, I I think you do have to keep them to a standard of morality, right? Like I don't want some, if I find out that I'm working with somebody and they're stealing our money and you're supposed to be in management, no, you're not a leader. I don't want you on my team, you know? And I think that we have a right to expect that (laughs) from a leader, you know, but I think when you start Getting into that, you know, higher expectation of perfection—that's where it
1: gets. Yeah, if you know? if you demand perfection, then perfection's expected. So a lot of times yeah. it's the leaders making their own bed. To be honest, the leaders are the ones writing the rules. They're the ones setting the expectation. It's not the right. other way around. So when the expectation comes back to bite them, do a better job of leadership. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and, and,
2: and that goes. Again, that goes- you know, the Bible doesn't call us to be perfect, right? No, the no. The Bible no. us to strive for excellence in everything that we do. Yeah, the
1: Bible tells us flat out, you will not be perfect.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that goes back to the first question again, too, though. That's another piece that we need to have in there. precedent is that leadership is somebody who intentionally fosters a culture as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we, and you have to have that. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that a lot of folks, uh, you know, again, 2020 did a lot of things for a lot of people. Uh, and what it did is, is it shed some light on some things that, we'll say, needed adjustment. I think that's the best way to put that. Um, and the problem with that is now, though, you know, that's another thing. Leaders have to be willing to boldly go into certain situations where there could be moments of inconvenience, moments of unpopularity. You know, this is Jesus all over again. Jesus had an age of obscurity. Who was this dude? And an age of popularity? Oh, He performed miracles. That's my dog. And at age of rejection, oh, would you just tell me? No, I'm not following you. As a matter of fact, let's kill you. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to cost us our lives. But leadership has to be willing to go ahead and swallow it sometimes and just take it, take one on the chin. And I think that's one thing the leadership in our culture right now is not willing to do. They're not willing to count the cause and understand if we made a mistake, this is the way that we need to fix it. They're willing to fix it anyway unless it costs them that money or that notoriety and, and, and have that conversation for a second. Um, because... I'm sorry. I, I love Carl Lynch. That 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 was that was the homie. He's the he's the reason I ended up at my church today. He didn't get it right, and now he's off somewhere. You know, dealing with pastoral burnout is is what they're saying. I use quotation marks. I don't really know what it is, but I can tell you what the bottom line was. It was a lack of accountability. It was probably him thinking that he would never be susceptible to something like that. And you know, I prayed for the man, uh, but at the same time, you know, there was penalty involved. And now he has that penalty. And I'm pretty sure he probably fought to make sure that penalty didn't happen. And then it happened anyway. And he's just one of many different examples. You know, Robbie, same thing. I can go on about these. But, you know, and, and this kind of goes into number five uh, as we get ready to <laughs> – Devin needs to not type. In the chat box as we talk. Matter of fact, you know what? mind. I'm I'm totally off my rock now. I'm just just what was the fifth? Question? So,
2: last question.
0: <laughs>
1: I was gonna say it's time for Jordan to stop anyway because he went back to question one to re-answer question one again. Like, come on, can we get to the, the no, fifth question?
0: Revisit. No, it was still technically number four, but I just had to, I had a thought. A revisit. We were there twelve minutes ago. My goodness. I, I, I will fight you. Just get the number five. <laughs> oh, so, the
2: there. last question. <laughs> so this is an interesting one is, quote, by any means necessary, unquote, an acceptable leadership principle. So I think by any means necessary, that's kind of subjective,
1: right? Yeah, and that's the problem. That's the problem. It is subjective. (laughs) Um, Very. To me, uh, as soon as I read that question, I was like, uh, yeah, no, not by any means necessary. Because then that just means that your goal is uh, positioned with... More authority and more priority than your principles um flat out, so if you're willing to go beyond what your principles allow, then no that's not how that that's not how leadership works. <laughs> so you know I like to tease my own boss uh, we do quarterly team meetings where we'll spend three days as an entire team talking about kind of the things we want to improve and the things we want to change and you know different things we want to work on and and whatever and so will come up with these systems and these protocols and these, you know, checks and balances. And then I always tease him because the moment he gets in a meeting, like, let's say, okay, every meeting we're going to do this. And then he'll get in a meeting and then post meeting, the team follows up with him. Hey, did you do what we talked about? And he's like, oh no, I, I did that, And we're like, well, hold on a second. And he's an old football coach. So I tease him all the time. I'm like, yo, this is like you going through practice for a whole week And as soon as the game lights come on, everyone's just calling audibles. Like, that's not how this works. (laughs) Like, we, there's a whole reason that we meet for three days every quarter to go over everything because we're game planning, we're strategizing. We are setting up our principles. So the moment the game comes, you can play within those principles. It's the whole point of practice. We're talking about practice. That's the whole point.
0: Uh, Got it. Nice, nice. No, I think that this is doubly important. It, it's it's so important now, especially in, in in again in today's society. But this is the main reason why, uh, by any means necessary, officially includes a sacrifice of integrity. I don't know, you know. I am not gonna I'm not gonna say names. Devin will say names. I know he will.
1: Um, <laughs> you literally just said two names, by the way, in the last question. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> and, and, and you know what? Whatever. So- I was literally thinking that. I'm like,
2: you're the one who been calling. Arab.
0: I mean, I, okay, I did projection much. But, you know, I don't know, whatever. <sighs> and and this is also why I I don't want to a leader. <laughs>
1: yeah, we're about to hold you accountable, Mister Brown.
0: <laughs> As a leader, I have no problem saying I'm. An expert. As a leader, <laughs> I have no problem saying I ain't perfect. Oh. Uh, so 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 there's that. So for the both of y'all, thank you for for the accountability. You're also, welcome. I don't like either of you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, no. So, I mean, you know, but it, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I cannot sacrifice. We're not even talking about morals. This is a moral compass. You know, this is, this is core, this is core values. These are the things that make us, you know, if something really, really makes you, there's no way that you're going to sacrifice it on the altar of anything else. Uh, but a lot of folks are really more than willing to do that now. And, it, it costs them things that they don't realize. They're entirely too myopic. They're short-sighted on the fact that one day, uh, that thing that you decided to lay down for the sake of money or power or whatever it is—and those—that's that, usually the bottom line, right there—is those two right there, money or power, uh, or importance, uh, or significance. You know, something that you think you need because it's part of the American dream. But when you get to heaven, you realize that it meant nothing uh, because whatever is bound here, you know, you. you will be bound there what's we'll loose here will be loose there and, and things that are physical here you cannot take there um you know a, a lot of folks don't don't really pay attention to that um, and leaders now more than ever don't pay attention to that either and what's prob- what the problem with that is is that leaders are influencers so the minute that somebody sees that they think that that's supposed to be protocol and it's not and so yeah we have to be very mindful about that because i'm tired of seeing people sacrifice Christianity specifically, so now we can have that conversation. Uh, Sacrifice anything concerning Christianity on the altar of something that lacks integrity so that you can have a greater gain. What good is it for you to benefit the world and lose your soul? That's biblical. But people don't want to remember that Bible verse when it's time. (laughs) They just want to think, oh, you know, I really need to get ahead here so I can... (sighs) uh, Yeah, just want to... No! No! We got to seriously. That that that's another line in the sand for me, because if not, again, that's a, it You're you're not. You can be a leader, but you're definitely not a good leader. And again, that's a lack of accountability. So, as far as I'm concerned, you're really not a leader.
2: The first thing that I actually thought of um, J.B. is integrity when I read this, uh, because I do think by any means necessary, you kind of compromise your integrity in that. And I think integrity is so important, you know, when you're leading and. You know, one of the verses that I've just thought about, and I think this kind of ties everything together, too, is to who much is given, much is required. And I think that much is required even means like holding up to those principles, even biblical principles and not compromising on those things. And that that will also lead you to being a, quote unquote, good leader. So, yeah, I think that when you say is by any means necessary. Yeah, no, I don't I don't think that's acceptable an acceptable leadership principle. You know, Uh, I don't I think that goes back into doing things that are probably immoral, you know, like, so you're willing to steal because that's quote unquote by any means necessary, even though you know that that's not morally right. Or that should be a principle that, you know, you don't want to compromise.
1: It can even be less crucial than something moral. It can just be something that is agreed upon by the group that you're leading. So, you know, if it's like, Hey, No matter what, we're going to have Sundays off, you know, as a team, like for whatever reason, you know, if it's a biblical reason or it's a family reason, whatever it may be, then you ask someone to come in on a Sunday. That's not a moral issue, but it's certainly a now any means necessary issue. And you brought up the word compromise. And it's amazing how often we hear that used in a singular sense, like, oh, they compromise their position. They compromise their integrity. That's not how a compromise works. A compromise is an agreement between two parties. A compromise is something that's basically you have differences, you hash them out and come to an agreement. You know, when you compromise a position, you can't do that by yourself. If you do that by yourself, you simply took advantage. You did not compromise. <laughs> like it's way worse. And we use all these soft words. You know, we use, oh, they misremembered. No, they didn't. They lied. You
2: call me soft?
1: No not at all you're harder than anybody and I'm terrified of you but the fact is is that a compromise is something that you do before you even start going down the road right you talk with your team and say hey what are the things we're willing to give up to get where we want to go and if you now break that agreement that's not a compromise that's a that's a break in, in contract that's a that's a breach of contract that's way worse and uh, <laughs> the compromise is before. You get to that point, not after. And yet we use that term all the time. Oh, they compromised their position. No, 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 no. They just flat out screwed up.
0: <laughs> that, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, it is. No, I think, um, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll shut down my end of it by saying that, you know, I, again, I think the leadership uh, is, it's almost something that is, is tangibly lacking in, in our society right now, Um. And When I say that, I mean just like you can almost feel the the difference and the impact that it's making. That we don't have enough leadership, uh, not necessarily enough leaders, um, because people are claiming themselves to be leaders. That's fine. There's a difference between leaders and leadership. Just like there's a difference between being successful and actually being a, a genuine success. You might have, you know, the the, the tangible outcome, um, but you may not really have that within like yourself or your person your being it's one of those things where it has to be comprehensive you know and as far as i'm concerned you know comprehensively leadership now is is, is lacking and it's it's a must that hopefully prayerfully people step up you know we were talking about that uh, last year with 2020 um the passing of so many different people um, and especially john lewis you know and people were saying well now there's like nobody to move forward uh, and, and things like the Civil Rights Movement. And, you know, they're afraid because they think BLM's too radical. I mean, you can say what you want. But the bottom line is, you know, the, the days of an MLK, um, you know, or even sometimes a Jesse Jackson or Al Sharpton, because they're not all the way out there in the field like they used to be. You know, they, they need a leader there. And then, you know, now in the church, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing some, but I'm still looking for more qualitative leaders who uh, really carry the infrastructure of Jesus himself. And can also own their faults and their flaws. You know, it, it, it's it's almost like it's a rarity that's kind of scary. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll just back it down by saying I, I feel like I still have some hope. Um, I feel like the the next generations that are coming up, they're a lot more vulnerable. Um, I feel like they are a lot more open and honest. I think they, they're a lot more real. So I'm kind of excited about that. They they need training. They need teaching, just like I did, just like Swang did, just like Devin still needs. Um, you know, huh? but it, 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 nothing, nothing at all. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I, do, I do really feel like um, in that, though, there's a lot of lessons of leadership that probably need to be had in the process.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm excited or I don't know if excited is the right word, but I'm thrilled that the interview that we had led to these questions and led to this conversation because uh, I, I feel like it was very... Very good. We had a really good conversation today, y'all. I miss this. I miss
1: this. I know. I really enjoy the fan involvement because we don't have to do the show prep. They do it for us. It's incredible. They (laughs) produced the show this week. It's great. Yeah. 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 Indeed. And we do have, just for old time's sake, we have a wonderful Petty Eddie uh, that we will play for (laughs) you now because we actually talked about it before we started the show. And uh, we'll just play that uh, that now because it's uh, uproarious. To add context for what you're about to hear, this is an excerpt from a message back in February that a Baptist pastor in Missouri had given. Uh, His name is Stuart Allen Clark.
3: Why is it so many times that women, after they get married, let themselves go? Why is it? Why do they do that? Here's how way too many women are. I got him now. The chase is over. Hey, that's where you're wrong. The chase ain't never over. The chase ain't never over. And by God, if he don't love me the way I look now, he ought to look at his own spare tire in the mirror. Now, look, I'm not saying every woman can be the epic, the epic trophy wife of all time, like Melania Trump. I'm not saying that at all. (laughs) Now, most women can't be trophy wise, but, you, you know, like her, maybe you're maybe a participation trophy. I don't know, but all I can say is not everybody looks like that. Amen. Not everybody looks like that. But, but you don't need to look like a butch either. <laughs> hey, here's something you need to know. You need to know this. Men have a need for their women to look like women. A hey, sweatpants don't cut it all the time, huh? Wearing flip flops and, and uh, pajamas to Walmart, uh, that ain't gonna work. Ain't nothing attractive about that. It ain't. And, and men want their wives to look good at home and in public. Can I get an amen?
1: There you go.
2: I am. Wow. And also, what I said was, when I was on mute, I beg to differ. I look damn good in sweatpants. <laughs> My boyfriend loves me in sweatpants. So what is he talking
0: about?
1: Well, your boyfriend does, but your husband won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, we
0: got, is- to save that for the post show. So <laughs>
2: Send me that. That is unbelievable. <laughs> First of all, what church is he preaching at? Well, he's not
0: anymore.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: I'm pretty yeah. sure he uh, was, was asked to step down.
2: So he must be having trouble in the bed with his wife.
1: Well, that's because he can barely move in that bed, I think, because that was not a <laughs> that was not a small man. I'm just I'm just saying. Um And this is what happens, right? When something goes viral, everybody digs into you because this guy meant nothing. So then somebody saw that he also said, uh, so if they call beautiful women from the South Southern Bells, they must call beautiful Mexican women Taco Bells.
2: He said that?
1: Yes, he did. So,
2: yeah. Did he not know that he was being recorded? Well,
1: I guess uh, he didn't care. So. And
2: even if he was being recorded, that's still not acceptable.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, right. He's like, well, now hold on. In my defense, I had no idea that people <laughs> were listening to me.
2: <laughs> what the heck is wrong? People are losing their minds. Okay,
0: yeah, man. No, I think it's safe to say that so many people's minds have already run for the border. So we just. Uh- oh,
1: wow. Really? God. Another Taco Bell pun?
0: Yeah, nailed
1: it, Jordan. You have to think outside the pun,
0: <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Thank you once again for listening to the latest greatest episode. Please don't forget to like, share, subscribe, download. Um, uh, forgive us, pray for us. Uh, what else? Some, some, yeah, because yeah, and In and again, all good the prayers. Exactly, all the prayers. And good to have Swayne back on. And of course, uh, please don't forget, wash your hands.
1: Wear your mask.
2: Brush your teeth.
1: Especially after Taco Bell.
0: (laughs) Okay. Yep. Locking it down. And as always, please don't forget to be inspired to inspire. Because that is what the inspired one does. I'm George.
1: I'm Devin.
2: I'm
0: Justice. And I will hopefully not have a coffee with it before we make it to the next time. But until then, y'all be safe. we <laughs> to catch you next time. Engineering by Devin Chandler. Editing and production, Jordan Brown. Digital media and graphics, Alyssa Wise. Interface and program relations, Delmar Gibbs. Thanks again for listening to the latest and greatest episode. Please don't forget to follow us on FB, Inspired One Enterprises, on Insta, at I underscore, the number two underscore I podcast. And of course... Please subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. Download, rate, review, and share. Be inspired to inspire because that's what the inspired one does. Thank you once again for all your support. Keep rocking. Peace.